You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so grateful that you've joined me tonight. Last week was the Paris attacks, and I've got to tell you, I'm so proud of the host on Law of Attraction Radio Network. They have all addressed this issue, and each one of them have a different perspective, and they're all fantastic. Here's the thing. The law of attraction is not a one-size-fits-all philosophy. It's fitted to one person's individual perception at that particular moment. One moment you might resonate with one person, and the next moment you're resonating with another person with their comment, which is totally different. So while listening, it's important for you to feel your truth, and that truth might not be someone else's. And yet, it could be. You came here to experience what you need to experience. So you may hear something totally different from what someone else is hearing. That's because this is your universe. And all of your emotions and your world is here for you to comprehend. No matter what, you are pretty incredible. And even though that these are times of uncertainty, well... We love attraction followers know that everything is happening for a reason. And we can just let go and trust that the universe is opening up a whole new consciousness for us to see a grand new future. Our intentions are on their way. If we choose to focus on peace in the world, well, then that's exactly what we're going to see what happens. If we choose to focus on what is going wrong in the world, well, that's what we're going to see as well. Neither way is wrong. It's just the way that you are choosing to resonate with at that particular moment. It's fine. You came here to be a human to experience the emotions, and then to release them. And each one of you are learning how to release them at a faster pace today than you had even five, six years ago, where you would stay and kind of wallow in it. It's totally different today. And it's all good. So you're going to enjoy listening to all of the broadcasts on Law of Attraction Radio Network. And I just want to mention that we have our brand new LOA Radio Network apps on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the new Law of Attraction Magazine apps. They're all free, so go and download them. And I want to make mention that our incredible magnificent unbelievable law of attraction cruise oh my goodness it is coming together so well we only have the month of december for you to put down your refundable deposit in late january your final payment for the cruise is due we know we're doing this fast and furious and on one side it's like we don't have to wait six months you are going to meet the fabulous, best-selling author of E-Square, Pam Grout, person to person. You'll have dinner with her. And you'll have dinner with myself and Constance Arnold, as well as Coach Mark Starr and Joshua Channel, Gary Temple Bodley. That's what's so much fun. You get to know us on a personal basis. And that's what I love about these cruises. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Richard Harper, who is an award-winning author on wealth creation. He is such a dynamite speaker. And uh, oh my goodness, if you're an entrepreneur, you can't miss him. 
You're going to love it. So I want you to come on this powerful four-day cruise in March, March 6th through 10th, out of Long Beach, California. And let's play with like-minded people. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and go to the incredible cruise page. We'll even help you to get the six-month no-interest payment plan from PayPal. I can promise you, you are going to love, love, love this cruise. So I hope to see you on board. And remember, this is going to be your Christmas gift for yourself that will play out in its entirety for the whole year 2016. So tonight we have Penny Pierce, a highly respected and gifted intuitive empath who is one of the early pioneers in intuition development movement, having worked since 1977 with organizations like the San Francisco-based Center for Applied Intuition. A popular author, lecturer, counselor, and trainer, Penny specializes in intuition and sensitivity development. She also is very skilled in personal energy and frequency training, dream work, and even future trends. She travels around the globe from the U.S. to Japan to South Africa and Europe as an advisor to business executives, scientists, psychologists, and other consultants and trainers, and those who are on the spiritual path. She has counseled tens of thousands of people worldwide about life and business direction and the fulfillment of destiny. I thought it was time to talk about the power of intuition and why it may be the most important thing that we need to develop right now in this time in history. Well, welcome Penny to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am absolutely thrilled that you're with me today. I have so many questions for you. Thank you. I mean, I... I love the uh, whole idea of law of attraction so I'm, I'm glad to be with you great now i specifically want to talk about becoming intuitive i think for some reason i have this real strong feeling that now is the time to become intuitive um, and there are ways we can do that. Why am I feeling like now is the time that we have to do this? I think that now is the time that we're opening up into really a, a revelation of a new way of being. I mean, this transformation, you know, the new paradigm, the I call it the intuition age, mm. but that perception is really changing right now from an old kind of linear way of thinking to something that's, I call it spherical and holographic, but it's really a whole brain. And then plus brain plus heart plus body plus energy field and the whole thing is conscious. So intuition is kind of the, the way of knowing in this new time period that's coming in now. So yeah, it, very important. It, we're getting away from the information age and we're discovering that our senses really have much more information than the information age. Well, I think what's happening, you know, I, I always jump back a layer before that into the industrial age, you know, where things were very mechanical. It was all about physical stuff. It was really about the body consciousness and machines and stuff. And then everything's been accelerating. So we go from the industrial age that accelerates to the point where we get computers and that leaps us into the information age where we go to mind. And then that accelerates and accelerates until uh, we get the internet, you know, and then we have so much data now that we're trying to process and we're so distracted by it because we're still trying to process that in a linear bit by bit by bit by bit by bit way and there's just too much to do that anymore so it's not that we need better gadgets it's that we need a different way of perceiving the world which is where you add in the right brain because so far we've been really focused on the left brain 
Ooh. on analytical, scientific, so you know, compartmentalized kind of consciousness where basically we're separated from the world, from each other, from the information, from the divine, you know, whatever. It's always kind of over there. And now everything's coming into the present moment. And that's changing our perception because now there is no outside world. There's one huge, huge present moment and everything's inside of that moment. You know, all the things you need to know, all the other people, everything. And as you start really feeling that, your whole way of, gosh, of knowing yourself and who you are and of knowing how life works and of knowing what's possible to create, it all changes and opens up, you know, to almost infinity, really. Wow. Yeah, this is this is so important for everyone to hear. Now, you had just said, you know, moving in from the industrial into the information, and now we're we're leaning. Have you noticed the? Um, it it's very difficult with all of the information flooding to us that we we are reacting emotionally, and it's making everyone feel out of sorts and angry. I mean, you could just yeah. look at facebook and you can see that this person's angry this person's sad this person's depressed it's like <laughs> oh my goodness gracious yeah. and is that the reason why we have all of these emotions because it's just flowing so fast that we don't know how to react that's a huge part of it and but, but if you back track again a little bit I've been talking for quite a while about this acceleration on the planet and it's been going and going and going and going. And, uh, and what it does is it's increasing the vibration of frequency of the physical world of the planet itself. Oh. And then since our bodies are made of matter, you know, we're so connected to the planet, whether we know it or not, we're accelerating also our bodies are. And that brings a lot of symptoms The you know, the first ones are that we get hyperactive and we get overheated and, you know, we're vibrating faster. So we can get irritated. We can have heart palpitations, get rashes, uh, can't sleep to electrical, many things that are symptoms of this new, vi new frequency. So that will affect the body, but then it starts to affect the emotions, which get kind of, you know, amped up as well and irritated. And then it affects the thoughts and, and the, the, you know, what I think is happening is that this kind of agitates everything so that all the, the emotions that we used to be able to suppress and hide uh, can no longer be hidden anymore. It's like there is no vibration that's that low frequency in the world. So that stuff is popping up to the surface and coming up into the conscious mind, which means daily reality or it means current events on the news. That means we're starting to see all the, you know, sexual abuse, physical abuse, scandals, taboos, all this stuff that used to be taboo and hidden is now on reality TV, mm -hmm. right? And so that stuff's flooding up into the collective consciousness. And, you know, in individuals, it's in our own life, we're having more trauma, more upsets, the sort of reenactments of old fears that we have to face now so that we can clear them. Um, and, and if you're not aware that this is a clearing process, then you just resist them even more and try to resuppress everything. And then it pops up a, li a little while later, you know, with more force. That is so interesting that you said that. Okay. So we, uh, uh, the collective consciousness is, is, well, I believe we all have a responsibility to in our role with the collective consciousness. But what a law of attraction says not to focus on that which you don't want to come into your life. But does that mean we go into a vacuum? We totally ignore. I, I'm you know, I keep on saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, shouldn't we be aware, but don't get emotionally involved? So what is your take on that? 
Well, I think that part of this clearing process is that when the subconscious mind opens, we get access to all the old fears. And fears are always based on duality, that, that either or polarization of good and bad and, you know, evil and good and uh, us and them. And, mm. and so we do not want to get caught in any kind of activity that is fostering more duality. And so I think that if you're trying to not think about bad things, then you're also thinking about bad things, right? You know, or you're trying to think about good things. You know, in Buddhism, they have a phrase that says, nothing special, everything special. Uh. And so there's more of a sense of a practice of unifying the two halves of anything. And you do that by just being in the present moment, in the center, and allowing whatever comes to flow through you, but don't grab it and hold it and freeze it and contract around it. Notice it and then let it go. If there's some value to it for you, then ask yourself, why am I noticing this? Is there something interesting here for me to learn or I have an old idea about it that I want to let go of? Or, you know, and so it's a lot about mindfulness, really. But I call it working with the inner perceiver, that function of your consciousness that notices what you notice, helps you notice what you notice. And that's different for everyone. Mm. And maybe it's a function of the soul, who knows. But um, it's not, to me, it's not about attracting things. Uh, that's the, where I a little bit differ from the law of attraction, because I don't think, you know, if you think you're attracting something, it means that you still have the unconscious idea that there's an outside world. Ah. You see, when you go into the present moment reality and into the spherical reality, everything is inside the ball. There's no outside world. And if you think of a new thought, you, the ball has already expanded to include more of the unified field. But in truth, our whole body is the unified field. There's nothing outside of us. It's just that we have the illusion of a present moment focus here you know, in three-dimensional life in, in the physical world, if that makes sense, you know. Yes. So uh, let's bring that down to an everyday experience. Well, we just went through the Paris attacks. How, <laughs> how, let's, let's give examples. How do we, how are we supposed to react? We're supposed to be clearing all this away. So what should we be doing? I think it's a fine line. One, we are we need to be compassionate for the people who are frightened and hurt or who have lost loved ones. Right. Um, but I think there's a, a thing about suffering in in the world. The way we hold suffering is either we there's a tendency to believe in it, and if you do, you either fight it or you or you agree with it. And either way, that adds energy into the reality of suffering. So, you know, if you want to save and rescue people because you don't want to have to feel their pain, you know, that, that, then you're, you're fighting suffering, but you still have to have it around in order to have your sense of self. Mm. Do you see what I mean? If you've, yeah. if you've identified as being a good person because you help people get out of suffering, then you still have to have suffering in order to be a good person. If you are, decide to be a victim and be right by being wrong, then you still have to have suffering in order to have your sense of self. That's an ego sense of identity. There's a third position, and this has to do with not doing either one of those things, but moving back into the center point, which is, I call that your home frequency. That's where the soul is in the body, and you're identifying yourself as the soul in the physical world. So the spirit and matter are joined at that moment. And then you sit there and you be quiet for a minute. And in this moment, what do I feel like doing? You know, maybe I'll send some money for, for the people in Paris. Maybe I'll um, do some volunteer work here at home. Maybe I'll meditate and send healing out, you know, in the inner world, inner realms. Whatever works for you. But it has to be right for you. No have-tos, no rules. So what happened in Paris then, what would it be considered an illusion because it's outside of our sphere? There is no outside of our sphere. Oh, okay. Right? It, if we heard about it, it's in us. 
Okay. And that that means that there's still part of us that believes in, you know, the evil of the terrorists and the goodness of the innocent victims. And so there's, there's a kind of a thing where if you're noticing that you're putting blame on the terrorists, then you have to notice that there's probably some place in you that wants also righteousness and control and punishment of others and even if it's in a small amount right there's something similar or parallel in us if we get really plugged in by by this or are involved in it that we're working this out and trying to clear it from ourselves and i'm I'm not making this i'm not saying this so that we'll feel like oh i'm wrong i'm bad but it's more that we all have these things in us you know when we deal with fear it's, fear is a tricky thing. It has a million disguises and ways of avoiding it and handling it. And, um, you know, I, I kind of think that when I think about conservative political people, they feel have the same need to be dominant as the terrorists do. So they attract each other. They each want to uh, dominate the other. You know, I mean, these things always mirror. So what you said, though, is that if it wasn't important for our own development, we, it would have never, we would never know about Paris or right. the attacks. So it came into us as part of the, something in us that we have to clear. Exactly. So is that how we bring about world peace? <laughs> We have to literally clear out everything that says that every time something comes up to show us that we're not having peace in the world, we have to go in there and clear it out. And so how do we clear out that emotion? We have to get clarity as to what is really going on within us, right? Yeah. There. First of all, there's no outside world. So that... that thing in Paris is symptomatic of a thing in us. Wow. Okay. So that means I look into myself and I see, you know, where do I get angry at something like dogs barking next door to my house, you know, (laughs) and um, it might be a very minuscule kind of seemingly innocent thing, but it's still, I have that reaction in me, you know, so how do I heal that in myself first and clear it. If I clear it out of my personal realm, then the next level out is the way I feel about Paris, let's say. Well, how do I clear my horror or my negative emotion around that so that I can hold that in peace? I can hold the victims. I can hold the perpetrators Mm -hmm. in a way where I say, there's a soul inside of you and you are part of the whole thing. You are part of life. You're not, you know, I think terrorists are really, you know, acting out of a feeling of great isolation mm-hmm. and need for identity. Right. Um, and very, you know, weird, <laughs> to, you know, but um, going at it from, from the negative side. But still, that's where it comes from, I think. And also that they feel a sense of power that maybe they didn't have before and it well, is they're very identifying power with with identity yeah you know that's a feeling of oh, okay now i can feel myself because i have power to affect something yeah i can scare somebody mm-hmm. scare the world boy look at me i'm pretty pretty yeah. powerful yeah so how do you well in the inner worlds you heal that by loving them and understanding them you know hate does not heal hate right you know, and, and that's a, such a challenge when it looks so logical to just, you know, bash them, you know, or something, you know, right. and retaliate. Um, but of course, then in the physical world, they need to be caught and, and uh, justice done. You know, that's the, I, these days, I'm always looking at everything from what does it look like in the physical world from the left brain? And then what does it look like in the non-physical world from the right brain? You know, everything has slightly different meanings when you look at it from the two different realms. Wow. And, and they both are real, you know. 
but we're just too dominant in the left brain right now in all of the world, I think. And I think that's probably because we're getting such a accelerated uh, rate of information flowing to us. It's just really directed towards the left brain. It is. That's, that's where the next leap comes in, where my book Leap of Perception talks about this, where, you know, we are now going to have to stop just processing in a linear way in the left brain. And it'll sort of like, I don't know what the experience will be like, sort of it fries, you know, it goes, you know, and then suddenly you give up trying to process it that way and you just relax and you be with everything and suddenly you broaden out and open up and then all the knowledge is there at once and you know anything you need to know in the moment you need to know it. And then when you're done knowing it, it goes back on the shelf. You don't have to main, hold knowledge and memorize everything because it's all there all the time. And this is right brain intuitive kind of knowledge and knowing, mm. you know, and, but the left brain is like, oh my God, that's not going to work. You know, I can't let go of my control. But as soon as you do, you relax and everything starts working. You get good luck and synchronicity and what you need to know comes to you and people, you have an idea you want to do. And then someone calls you on the phone and says, would you like to do it? You know, and it just starts working that way. Mm, so it's, would it be like surrendering to the situation, knowing that, hey, you know, that's the way it is. I am going to just kind of move forward, even though it's happening. And just, I mean, or do we take a break from all of this flow of information? Like, can you give me an example of the situation that you're talking about or a situation? Well, no, I'm just looking, do you take a break from Facebook <laughs> <laughs> or do you take a, or, or from, from reading all of the internet news, uh, that, you know, do you take a break from it and just sort of walk away and just saying, I, I, I've had enough. I think that's a good option. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, it goes with my sense of things is when you notice something that disturbs you, don't try to get rid of it, first of all. Oh, okay. Just get quiet and expand yourself and let it have space inside your ball because it does. It does exist. So people complaining and being petty and whatever on the Internet or, uh, you know, superficial kinds of knowledge it's all there. You're not going to do anything about it to get rid of it. Right. So let it be. And that means take the resistance off and then come back into your center, strike the tuning fork, you know, of your own home frequency so that you feel the way you like to feel that when you're feeling your best and you like yourself and then relax and say, and right now, what's important to me? And right now, what am I interested in? And right now, what do I feel like doing next? Mm. that feels fun or like I always say now that self-entertainment is a very high value <laughs> you know it's um, not the shoulds not being noble not being you know strong and successful but are you feeling joyful and self-entertained and in if you do then you are successful then you have synchronicity then you have money flow and friends and people who come and you get involved in co-creation with others and so forth you know but the sacrificial the um not letting yourself have everything or the full experience um it doesn't work it's it it doesn't allow other people to get what they need from you so if a person is feeling fearful then they have to bring it up and experience the fear and then release it so they're done with it because if you don't, you're just stuffing it down. Right. Yeah, I think you have to penetrate into it a bit. First of all, let it be. And then maybe don't call it fear or anything. Don't put a label on it from the left brain. But just feel it as a contraction in your body, maybe. It's energy uh -huh. that has stopped flowing for some reason. You inhaled and wouldn't let the energy move any further. So, okay, well, step into that kind of it's some people call it stuckness now but but it's a kind of a a contraction is really what it is go into the contraction and feel why am i holding this right now is there something inside of this right now that i want that i am sort of avoiding or what's contained in this particular kind of frequency mm. and then get quiet and 
feel into it. And, and that's a very empathic skill that we're all now learning because we're all becoming ultra sensitive with this acceleration on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all super sensitive and everybody's complaining about being too empathic. <laughs> and, I notice oh, that. I even do that myself. It's like, oh my goodness, I've got to back away from people. Yeah, but you don't. You just have to be in the center of yourself and feel yourself and be occupy yourself and then no one else can occupy you. Mm-hmm. And you can notice information, but you can also ask yourself, let me just notice what I need to know. I don't have to know everything. Mm. You know, if I and if I'm not don't really need to take action on something, don't let me know about it. I don't need to know. Mm. Um, and uh, but it helps you feel. The, the more sensitive you get about feeling things in your personal reality, the more you're able to go into communion with the moment mm-hmm. and go into it and feel the beauty and the love and the light and everything that's in there. And that is, you don't have to then meditate. You know, you, you're in that all the time when you just fall into the moment. I think that probably the most important thing you said today is when a thought comes into your head or your mind that is what you're supposed to be intuitively dealing with mm-hmm. and to clear. So anytime we have something outside of ourselves that's bothering us, uh, an, a current affair event or even something good, it's part of our intuition flowing in. So it's all that we are all very intuitive. We're just not recognizing that it's coming for us. Well, we gloss over, you know, the messages that are coming from the body and intuition always arises from the body and the senses because we're on cell phones or we're, you know, yakety yak and can't stand to be bored. So if you can't, you know, allow yourself to be quote bored, then you can't go into being. You know, and if you have to be busy talking all the time, then you're constantly in your left brain because left brain is language. So if you can practice getting into silence for even like 10 seconds and just fall into the, it's always underneath all the words. Silence is underneath everything and you can just drop into it anytime. And it's so peaceful. Once you stay in it for just a little while, then the next thoughts that come back are coming much closer to the soul as though the soul now gets finally a chance to talk, you know, and now it can come, come in and the inner perceiver can notice those thoughts, you know, and they're much more close to your destiny, let's say, Mm. you know, but if you stay in your left brain all the time, you're really coming a lot from the old ego mind or from the past, not from the present moment from what used to happen and it's not necessarily very accurate for your present experience does that make sense yes yes it's it's really wonderful to to talk to you about this so let's the future i would tend to think is going to be based more uh, upon our own intuition. What is the future going to look like then? Well, first of all, let me say that I don't really think a lot about the future anymore because I think the future is in the present moment now as a higher frequency of our present moment. If you could get yourself to that frequency, you'd be in it now. You know, so it is not, out, again, it's not outside. That's linear thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's outside of us. It's all in us. And we have to get used to thinking that way. It's the hardest thing to do when we, you know, separate ourselves from the past, the future, other people, fictitious realities. But everything's in us and available. It's just at different frequencies. And you can vary your frequency by choosing to do so by putting your attention on different kinds of vibrations. So that's a skill that we're learning. But what this intuition age is probably going to feel like is that there will be a lot of almost instantaneous materialization and dematerialization of realities 
you want something, you put your attention on it, and you don't use intention anymore because that's futurizing, and that's using willpower. And in the present moment, willpower doesn't work. What works is attention, just gently being with something and placing your attention on it, and it suddenly comes into reality, and it starts to come closer and closer and closer to you. It's like it becomes not so much closer to you, but more and more physical until it, it actually materializes in your field. Um, and if you take your attention off of something, it dissolves and goes back out of form into the field again and just becomes energy. And that's the motion. You know, we're coming into form, we're going out of form, and, and we are doing that every millisecond as well. You know, we're rocking. But uh, so we're easy to materialize and dematerialize things and then easy to understand that there's that we're so interconnected with each other in this huge state of collective consciousness and that actually if you took it all together that collective consciousness is the great soul that we all share mm-hmm. you know there's one big soul at the end and it's subdivided down as you lower the frequency into many seemingly separate souls yeah it's in this great state of um conflict <laughs> right now depending on where your your focus is so it's kind of like you're talking about our world is our own hologram sure yeah yeah and everybody else's hologram is in our hologram and we can just shift our focus slightly and go into theirs you know if you want to you know it's that's what empathy really is is being able to shift focus and um, there'll be so many gifts and so many new human abilities and things will that seem supernatural now will be natural. You know, there won't be any weird, you know, she-she weird psychic abilities. <laughs> it'll be, you know, it'll be normal to just telepathically know things or feel energy waves and uh, materialize something, dematerialize something. Maybe even, you know, we won't die the same way. We'll just, like realize oh, I'm I'm done I don't want to create stuff physically right now so I think I'll go into the non-physical realm and be there for a while and then I'll come back when I want to mm. you know and without having maybe even to be born if you learn how to materialize you yourself in a reality you know you can come and go <laughs> you know yeah Uh, There'll be a lot of really cool things. I think, you know, we'll heal ourselves through vibration and, you know, a lot of the energy problems we have will be solved. I think in the next few years, we're going to see a lot of solution of some of the biggest problems on the planet, which is like energy and medicine and, um, you know, this whole thing of, of sharing and becoming one planet, you know, that we'll feel the people who don't have water will feel the plight of the refugees will, Mm. you know, there'll be a lot of things that, um, you know, we won't, we won't polarize over these things anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when that, when we start working together, everything accelerates, you see the solutions bingo, you know, they just come in. Yeah. When we're not polarized with each other or having competition with each other. This is fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I love it. Um, So how do we start to become intuitive? Um, Is it just by meditation or what? Is there anything that we can do to start uh, allowing all of this inner guidance to come in, our, our minds, our uh, thoughts to be born that we're supposed to be hearing. Yeah, well, when you think about how addicted we are to the left brain and, and you know, gadgets and phones and everything, I think we need to be able to shift at will from that kind of consciousness into the right brain or the heart or the body consciousness, which means get quiet. Uh-huh. And pause from all that kind of busy, busy, busy stuff and go in and hold it and go in and go in and let it show you things. 
uh, don't get sucked back into talking, but go stay quiet and let yourself, you know, it's like dreaming. You need to recharge. You need to deeply rest and reconnect with that non-physical self. So we need that first of all, and, and that will then connect us with the source of higher kinds of guidance and problem solving and all the wonderful things like synchronicity and, and everything. Um, and then I think during the, during the day, use that inner perceiver and, and play with mindfulness. Okay, well, why did I just notice this? You know, why did this upset me? Uh, is there a message I'm trying to get through to myself? And ask yourself questions and then answer them right away. So I've always used a journal to do that a lot of times. So I ask myself questions and do direct writing to bring through insights. Um, and, and yet then you can also work with your dreams. I think that's an incredibly important thing because we are conscious 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And dreams, we are doing real things in our, in, at night. We are in other realms. We're working on things. And it's important to know what you're doing, I think. And, and then be able to even control that or set up, a, a, you know, like I'd like to heal myself of this or that, you know, and I'm going to do that tonight in my dreams. So I think dreaming is an important part of intuition development. And trust. I mean, you've got to start to realize that you are a soul, and that soul is just seeking a way to get through all the fear ideas and beliefs and, you know, structures that aren't moving inside your mind and emotions. So the more you can clear fear, the more you can get rid of fixations, the more the soul can come through. And, and then validate it when you sense that that happened, something happened easily or magically. And, you know, and it's just a practice. Mm-hmm. on and on of just validating and opening and clearing and then validating you know and then also and then playing in your imagination so that you allow yourself to go into the imaginal realm there's all kinds of things there anything you could want you could pick three things put them together and have a combination and then materialize that or you could pick three different things or two different things and combine them and have that you know anything you want so what you're basically saying is that we move away from the exterior experience of our lives and we're bringing the focus back into our own thought process, processes and we are starting to recognize the soul within us instead of moving on the outside. Yeah, and it's just only that we haven't been paying attention to that part of ourselves. So. We need to notice it. We need to know how real it is and that actually all materialization begins in the inner worlds, in the non-physical, with imagination and what I call an inner blueprint of thought and imagery and feeling and a sense of reality about it and then apply attention to it, love it, and it will come to you Mm -hmm. and show up. And if you're tired and done with something, your attention will go off of it and you may get bored. And that will be the disengagement from an old cycle of form. And it's all natural. Somehow the soul knows how to do this. Makes you interested in things at the right time. Makes you bored with things at the right time. And then sometimes you just have a blank space where you rest. You know, and then other times you're really busy and you get to, you know, use your muscles and stuff, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And it's all good. All phases of of our creation cycle here so stay in the flow with that right you know and notice what you're noticing here i am i'm in a pause this is nice oh okay now i'm getting an inspiration oh this is fun oh now i'm getting to do it oh this is fun oh now i'm done oh that's nice i enjoyed that i got a lot out of that and now i'm in a pause again oh this is nice you know and just stay with it wow that is good that is good and so Tell me, what is the difference between psychic and being intuitive? Is the psychic actually talking about another person rather than an intuitive is focusing on themselves? I, I don't, I'm, I'm totally confused by that. 
the way I distinguish it, because I think everybody has psychic abilities, but um, sometimes as psychics, as we know them, are often about prediction and mm-hmm. um, they're not talking about the inner process of the soul coming into the body and you growing and learning more and being more of yourself and all of that. It's more about, again, left brain Mm. application of intuitive abilities like who who am I going to marry or you know how long will I live or whatever you know these are like finite things and they're partial the answers they come up with are very partial and they can be misleading Mm -hmm. so I think that um, people who are highly intuitive and have had some emotional maturity along with that right who have cleared themselves they can then be psychic if you want to use that word um, and have direct knowing of many things. And you trust that what the person needs to know will come through for them because that's what they need in that moment. It, it's much more finely tuned. That's the way I, I just differentiate it. That's so, so fascinating. Uh, maturity with intuition. I love that. So, so how does intuition fit in with uh, religion and spirituality? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, it seems like a lot of, of Christianity, anyway, doesn't trust intuition or they think it can be a false thing. But I think that relates back to what I just said, is that if you're only looking for some kind of answers, like how will I make more money or, you know, marry the handsome guy or whatever it is, uh, then you're not feeling the wholeness of the divine. Mm-hmm. But intuition by itself is that very act of connecting you, almost like mystics connect directly with the divine. And maybe that's another reason sometimes religion doesn't like it, because there's no priesthood with intuition. <laughs> it's right. a direct mystical connection with God or or the you know entirety of the universe or whatever you like to call it. Um, And when you really open up, you feel everything that I think you do feel in good states that have to do with religion, um, of awe and uh, reverence and, you know, all those highest things of even joy and just amazement of how life works. You know, it's so much love there. That's what you feel. So at that level, I don't think there's much difference at all. Spirituality, though, I kind of think of as a more general understanding about how the universal laws, how consciousness mm-hmm. and energy actually function. So it's, it relates a lot to what I ca- would call metaphysics and physics, both the physical version and the non-physical version of the universal laws and principles. So spirituality is that sense of how do I return to you know, the highest frequency of myself so that I understand how things work at that level and then bring those principles back down with me into the physical world, into this three-dimensional life, you know, and let this life become like the spiritual world. And I think that's what this transformation is that we're involved in now on Earth. Mm. We're really trying to embody the collective soul and have the spiritual realm come forth from the physical realm because it's to me already merged it always has all always been merged and you know but we've separated it by left brain thinking so now we're merging it and they affect each other instantaneously constantly and that's the speeding up of you know our life i think that from within each of us there are natural motivations, and as the energy on the planet increases, our, even our motivations open up, you know, that we might not have been very interested in spirituality in our earlier years, but suddenly we, it dawns on us. I hear this every day from clients, oh, yeah, I just got on a spiritual path 10 years ago, you know, or, um, but I think that, that we naturally start to be motivated to get ourselves back, and you know, to, and that may be because we're trying to improve the quality of our life or have more love or whatever the, you know, earthly motivation is. It doesn't matter as long as you start doing it. Uh, 
but that everybody's doing it in their own way. And there are waves of people waking up in sequences. The first people to do it are helping the next wave and the next wave. And so it's happening. Now that's happening to people in business as well. There are lots of corporate executives and, and government people too. They're everywhere. They're in every area of, of the world who are waking up and who want to create some sort of change in old style, um, old perception kinds of structures that are too stuck right now and that basically the way they're working is just not working. Yes, as a matter of fact, many, many medical doctors are now going away from Western medicine that doesn't heal to go into the more natural, the whole foods. uh, Mm -hmm. Sure. So they're, yeah, they are awakening. And then you're looking at, you know, like I like to read Fast Company magazine where it's talking about innovators and a lot of young people and they're starting new kinds of companies, new sort of processes that are going on. And there's much more of a sense of crowdsourcing or virtual teams or, you know, things that wouldn't have been even, they'd been laughable in even 10 or 15 years ago in the corporate world. But now, People are interested in intuition and creativity and new perception in the corporate world because they need a leading edge and the old methods aren't working. Mm-hmm. So bit by bit, new, more modern thinkers are taking over the sort of good old boys networks and you know changing them. But I think probably what we'll see is that some of those older structures that are way too top-heavy or conservative or dinosaur-like, you know, are going to fail. They're uh, seriously fail. And then there'll have to be, and then there will be new energy that rushes in and takes over and reinvents it all. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll happen quite quickly. Um, but I think the world's really ready for a lot of that. I think we'll see I it in too. politics. I think we'll see it in the corporate world. And um, it's just like there's a kind of a, um, a need for, and I wrote a whole essay on this about using intuition, intuition and politics and seeing through the smokescreen of spin, you know, and see how do we understand what's going on now? Because it's like the, the conservatives and liberals, wherever country they're in, are two halves of an opposing thing. And they're just as, they're holding opposite sides of the same issue, which is fear and doing it in different ways. So what, but what's happening now is that there's a third group emerging that is not opposed to anything. They're in the moment doing this kind of new consciousness that we've been speaking about, and they're eclipsing that old polarized reality. So they're not adding energy to it, and when they leave the opposing poles, they drain energy from it. So those things that are based on polarity you know, like terrorism and Western culture and, you know, all the, the, these things, they're not going to be able to keep fighting each other because their energy is going to be drained mm. eventually here. Mm. So part of it is, you know, give up the fight and all that, that vitriol and just do what's needed. You know, if we need to help people who are suffering, okay. If we need to make new jobs or work harder to make our own you know, impression in the world and create jobs for other people. Okay, whatever you feel like doing, but not in opposition to something. Not in opposition to something. (laughs) That's the key word. Right. And that's something nobody is really looking at. And you're right. Everything is in opposition to each other, right? No matter who's right or who's wrong. It doesn't matter because everybody's right in a way, but then nobody's seeing the other side. It's so interesting. Wow, this is a really amazing time. So my mantra has always been to just take your power back. Keep that power within you. Don't let anything bring up the fear, but you are saying everything that's coming into you is something that you're supposed to be looking at. In some way, it is um, a direct reflection of your inner um, guidance. Well, first of all, let me just say again, it's not coming into you. It's already there. 
it's all already there and you're noticing it in that moment. If you're noticing it, then it's something that you yourself are, must be interested in hmm. for some reason. You know, why are, do you get all plugged in around some evil in the world? Well, you're noticing that. You better take a look at yourself and see what do you feel about your own helplessness. Are you feeling as if you are the victim? Yeah. Right. So and those Paris, with everybody being so upset about the Paris bombing, it could mean that they're looking at it from their own victim mentality. Right. Right. That's really important. And don't forget the opposite of the victim mentality is the dominator mentality that likes to control everything in the world because it's afraid of if they stop doing that, that they'll be destroyed. You know, so it's all the same, whether people are, you know, conservative and trying to um, prevent bad things from happening or whether they're really liberal and open and trying to, you know, save everyone and, and improve life because they're afraid of the bad part. It's the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. we have to see the unifying element that's at the heart of those polarized behaviors and then heal that because those are illusionary ideas that are not true for the soul. If that makes sense, yeah. You know, that that um, you know, in a in some way, yeah. Nobody likes to lose a loved one. No one likes to be in an accident and hurt, lose a limb, or you know, have a disease or have suffering or whatever. But in the moment, if you just are totally present, you're free. There is no pain, and you are the spirit. You are the soul. And the more we can just realize that our presence is such a healing factor in the world, you know, and stay in that, then we can allow whatever needs to happen in the physical world to happen and not get polarized by it. So being in the moment, being in the now is simply your acceptance of everything that is happening. That's right. The inclusion of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I think about the Mother Earth and how she allows wars and volcanoes exploding and, you know, fires and then beautiful meadows with birds chirping and gorgeous forests and everything she allows to happen on her surface or in hers. She allows people to mine and take her ores out and, and just so generous and tolerant and then I think about me and my dogs barking in the neighbor's yard and I, you know, and how it's waking me up in the morning or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, I need to be a little more like Mother Earth, you know? Yeah. Um, wow. This is really a tremendous interview and it's brought such clarity. It's brought it for me. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like I already knew that, but like you said, the information age is speeding everything up and making us all focus on the left hemisphere. Mm -hmm. And it stops us from going over to the right. So we needed to hear this today, Penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, the first step is always to just stop and drop. That's what I call it. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Stop and, and drop into your body get quiet, feel your body. You know, it's alive, it's conscious. Uh -huh. And it's involved in the moment, very much so, you know, and it knows a lot of stuff. It picks up vibrations and energy information from the field around you 24-7. So drop your mind into your body and be with it, be quiet, and then it'll download into you things that you need to know. Wow. And that's intuition. That's intuition, mm -hmm. and that's where we're moving into the next phase of humanity. It's now time to bring that intuition for everyone. Actually, they should be teaching this in the schools, mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it could be why more and more people and are keeping their kids at home so that they can keep them at this level of um learning their intuition and staying outside of the left brain, which yes. you need, but it, it, everything is working in the best interest. Yeah. Penny, thank you so much. Uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed this immensely. You, you really 
are such a, a dynamic uh, person to really engage us and, and to shift our thinking. We needed to hear this. I, ca- I can't say that enough. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah, very nice. Thanks for the good questions. And I want to send everyone to pennypierce.com. That's P E N N E Y P E I R C E.com where you can find a whole massive <laughs> information uh, of intuition. She also does um intuitive counseling correct yes yes and i think that is really important and and you've got books after books really you're a pioneer in the intuition field and i'm so delighted to finally meet you well thank you so much i appreciate being on your show my pleasure thank you so much for joining us we'll be back next week with another great show from law of attraction talk radio If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.